Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Hey there and good morning. Welcome to Penny for Your Thoughts on a Tuesday. Glad to be with you. Had a busy show yesterday. We're going to have a quick show today for me. We'll have On the Money in the second hour today. Paul Rudy and his team will be in here at 10 o'clock. So uh, I usually call this a Sprint Tuesday because it's going to be a sprint to the finish line at 10 o'clock with you this hour, then On the Money at 10. We'll have a busy show tomorrow, Wednesday, just as Robert Steigman will be in for both hours, as he uh, traditionally is. And he, of course, was in the news recently. He's going to talk about all of that. Take your questions on uh, some of the news surrounding him in recent weeks. So we'll talk to him about that. Thursday, we'll have some open line time in the first hour. And then Jim Dye will sit in with me in the second hour. He's been off uh, for a little while. We haven't had him on for a few weeks. So we'll get him on Thursday in the second hour. Friday, it's going to be very, very busy. We're going to have a lot of people in and out of the studio on Friday. We get you ready for the Illini football game with uh, Illini Friday. We'll do some of that. And then also in the second hour on Friday, it's Flashback Friday. So there are going to be things coming and going all day during that two-hour segment on Friday. Lots of news, of course, out of Washington, D.C. The condolences continue to come in for the uh, late Senator John McCain as they prepare for all the uh, activities surrounding his uh, funeral services, both in Arizona and Washington, D.C., and up at Annapolis, Maryland. So all of that is uh, continuing to happening. Uh, sounds like the uh, president uh, talked a little bit more about John McCain uh, last couple of uh, evenings, or at least last evening, and also the issue with the flags. Of course, that's been discussed. So uh, lots of news there nationally. Also locally, some news on Unit 4 when it comes to Dr. Howard and retention bases. The uh, city of Champaign with a uh, downtown plan that is in the news today. That is certainly a big local story as well. And uh, this was a big day in history. Dave Gentry uh, touched on it some on his show earlier this morning about uh, 1968, all of the protests in Chicago that year at the Democratic Convention. And that was, what, uh, 50 years ago. And then uh, today in history, also 55 years ago, is another big day. We'll take you back to that day as well here today in this hour. Phone lines are open this hour, though, for this uh, one-hour show for me today, three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, three five one five three five seven, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. It is hot. Heat advisories in effect. High of 92 today. The normal high is 83. And just peeking ahead to Saturday morning for the football game, kickoff temperature 82 with a 40% chance of a shower in spots. And if you remember Kent State, we hope this doesn't happen again, but Kent State was the opening game three years ago. And that game was, at that point, was Bill Cubitt's debut, if you remember that. He had replaced Tim Beckman from a week earlier. And uh, we were going to play on a Friday night. We had a three-hour 
storm delay, and eventually they had to move the game to Saturday. And Illinois won it 52-3. to That's been the only other meeting with Kent State, and it happened three years ago. Just about, not quite to the day, of when we'll play on Saturday. So hopefully the weather will be okay for the ball game, all the tailgating, all the activities. So lots of things happening here. Of course, volleyball and soccer also underway at the U of I. And uh, classes started yesterday. Hope you enjoyed the visit with Dan Mann from uh, yesterday on our show talking about tuition. I saw a survey about uh, what, how much, I guess, parents are expecting their kids to pay for their portion of college. And I'll run those numbers by you if we get the chance today as well. But we'll take our opening break and come back and get it started. Here on A Penny for Your Thoughts on a Tuesday. It'll be quick. If you want to get in with me, you can do that in this next hour on the money after the news at 10. All right, sunny and warm. Any for your thoughts here as we move our way through the last week of August, 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phone lines. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, and email us, talk at wdws.com. Also, uh, somebody had posted on Facebook about the woolly worms. According to uh, folklore, of course, the uh, fuzzy woolly worms has the ability to predict the weather. And uh, one uh, lady says, I'm not liking that 90% of woolly worms I've seen today have been black. Folklore says, if the rusty brown band is wide, more segments and it'll be a mild winter. The more black there is, the more severe the winter. So she's worried about the winter. (laughs) Based on the woolly worms, and of course we've heard about that. So I don't know, you seeing those already? I thought those were a little, little early for that, isn't it? I don't know. I do remember uh, about the time school started, and of course school starts earlier these days than when I was uh, going to school, in the old days, as we say. But uh, you'd see them all over the the pavement out by our country farmhouse on the road. But maybe they are out. At least that's what one uh, person on Facebook says. All right, uh, Sam, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning, sir. Oh, good. Uh, here we go with that uh, downtown thing, Plaza. Yes. The uh, variability and leisure, seasonality and identity. I don't even know what that means, but I have a, plan, a planner speak, I guess. The uh, article in the paper today about the uh, business owner down there who, you know, says he's going to lose business because of the parking. Uh, Meyer Drapery, right? Yeah. Interesting mm-hmm. thing here. They say that, well, there's 1,500 spaces within a five minute walk of the site. Newsflash. Mm-hmm. There's also a park with a water feature, a bandstand. They just had taste of champagne there, or whatever it was called. That's a five-minute walk, also. That won't disrupt anything, and it's going to save about eight to twelve million dollars. They uh, they hold a lot oh, of uh, six point eight million to fifteen. And in that I'm space, sorry. I guess what they hold a lot of festivals. That's where the um Farmer's Market is in that area, is that what we're talking about, in that area? Well, that space, yeah, but mm-hmm. right down the street there, which is just past where the parking's at, is a park-like setting with a water feature, and they just had CU Taste, or whatever it was called, Taste of mm-hmm. CU, mm-hmm. 
And they hold a lot of things down there. They got the bandstand, they got the water feature, they got the playground so the millennials can go swing, play on the swing sets. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's down there. We don't need to spend 6.8 to 15 million. I mean, <laughs> yeah, 6.8. Well, I'm reading here, and there, there's million. some uh, city staff agree with you. Says while 60 to 70 percent of the current parking spots would go away under the proposal. City staff note there would still be 1,500 spaces within a five-minute walk of the site. That's right. Newsflash, within five minutes of the site is also mm-hmm. a park-like setting with a water feature. Yeah. It's been there over 100 years. Well, apparently they're going to discuss it again tonight. So, uh, no, they aren't. No, this, it's, it's like the zoning issue, with the, which is, affects the whole city, but the Clark Park residents brought it up, and, but it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if 100 to 1 are against the zoning, the, our uh, city council will give them direction 9 to 0. It doesn't matter uh, if it's 100 to 1 against. Okay. Now, if <clears throat> at the council meeting tonight 20 people show up and disagree with this whole concept, it's going to be, you, staff, you have direction 9 to 0. Uh, that's the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. The city manager won't say a word. We have a city manager, form of government. Mm-hmm. The city manager won't say a word. The city council will give staff direction nine to zero to go forward with six point eight to fifteen million dollars. Good lord. So what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? Yeah. What I know. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Well what I'm saying is that you you told me that there's nothing that can be done. Nothing so what, can be done. So what am I gonna do? The EDPD, the Economic Development and Planning Department, runs the city of Champaign. What else can you do? They're going to get direction 9 to 0. The city council is going to give staff direction 9 to 0 to go forward with the preferred plan, a preference, the community input. Uh, Here's some ideas. Uh, They voted a preference for a space that's flexible Mm -hmm. and has veritability. Leisure, seasonality, and identity. I have no idea what that even means. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you like to see done? Leave it alone? Sure, it's a parking lot. Leave it alone. Oh. Okay. The, re- the business owner the, the just stated his, uh, you know, argument for it. And mm-hmm. I'm sure other businesses would, too, if they, you know, thought it would do any good. But I don't think mm-hmm. they do because, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, well thank the, you, the Sam. The thing I object to is the... Six point eight to fifteen million. Have you driven around town lately? I mean, well, I'm in downtown every day, so no downtown. Well, yeah, I mean outskirts. Well, yeah, I drive downtown's not Champagne. I understand that. Okay, I I live in Muhammad, so I drive a lot around Champagne. I'm all over the place. Well, you almost have to put a piece of inner tube in your mouth because the streets are falling apart. The streets are crumbling, and they want to spend that much money down there. No, downtown Champagne is not the city. We pay our taxes for all these things, roads, sewers, mm-hmm. police, and fire. Not for downtown. That's not the only part of Champaign. All right. Hey, thanks, Sam. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks Bye. for the call. Yep, you bet. 919 here at DWS. Uh, let's go to Bob. Good morning, Bob. Hello, Brian. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. Uh, don't call a whole lot, but... <clears throat> Uh, the other evening, my son called and said uh, Terry Cole Sr. had passed away. The reason we got really warning is my son and his son were uh, competitors for a quarterback position at Centennial many years ago, and then they coached in Little League football. And I just want to say, 
Uh, I would see Terry on Sundays when uh, our kids' teams were playing. And I'm not another uh, better gentleman than Terry Colt Sr. Hmm. What a nice guy. Just a wonderful, beautiful person. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, he passed away. I think it was Sunday evening Rob called and told us about it. But I just want to say, uh, you know, we used to tease one another, but, of course, I'm a big Indiana fan, and obviously being assistant athletic director at, at the U of I. But good, playful, fun, but just a wonderful, wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for letting us know about that, Bob. Okay, I sir. appreciate Thank it. You. Thank Bye. you. 356-9397. Is the phone number nine twenty? Let's go to Henry. Good morning, Henry. Morning, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Well, uh, I guess uh, today, um, with this whole Trump impeachment narrative going on, Bruce Orr, who's um, the Department of uh, Justice, he was the number four man there, and apparently he's going to be behind closed doors uh, testifying as to why he was in illegal contact with Christopher Steele during this whole debacle and i'm kind of glad it's behind closed doors because that way the television cameras aren't there and the democrats can't act as uh mr orr's uh defense counsel uh but anyway that's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that and uh i wanted to follow up real quickly on the uh what i said about the whistleblowers under the obama administration how uh, there were a record number of prosecutions and firings and whatnot regarding Chris, uh, whistleblowers. And one of those uh, whistleblowers is uh, a man named, uh, let's see, it's in a SarahCarter.com, and his name is Adam Lovinger. And he can put this Cambridge professor, I think a lot of us have heard about him, Stephen Halper, who is also an FBI informant, uh, he uh, and with this Operation Hurricane that was going on at the time, uh, uh, this Carter Page, Michael Flynn, and George Papadopoulos were all contacted by this man, and it really does appear to look like there was some kind of uh, ensnaring or entrapment type of thing going on. Now it could be accused of conspiracy theory, but the evidence has been accumulating for many months now. Now they have the smoking gun. There are actual documents to that effect. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is Lanny Davis. Now he's had to walk back two of his big lies about that Trump Jr. Trump Tower meeting and how, uh, according to his client, uh, Michael Cohen, that uh, Trump knew about the meeting and something nefarious was going on and whatnot. Anyway, uh, he had to walk that back. And, of course, he says, well, uh, you know, I'm sorry for any lack of clarity on my part which is his term for lies. And it's interesting about CNN is they're still holding to the story, and they're claiming, and I think it's a lie, that they have other sources for the story. But anyway, uh, uh, the other networks have, have finally dropped that those two stories that Lanny had told. And what's interesting about CNN was at the time they said, uh, with regard to this, this, these claims that Lanny Davis, uh, Cohen's attorney, had no comment, they were using the guy as an anonymous source for this story. And it just helps to show you how CNN is really a fake news network. It's really a shame. Uh, but anyway, that's that's my observation for the day. Everybody right. 
out with the Bruce Orr story, which is going to be a pretty big story, I think. All right. We'll watch for it. Thank you. I appreciate it, Henry. Well, thank you. Yep, you bet. Uh-huh. 923, Bye-bye. and that story Henry's talking about, if you go to the Washington Times, washingtontimes.com, Michael Cohen's attorney has acknowledged being an anonymous source for the disputed CNN Trump Tower story, also admitted lying on TV about his involvement. Lanny Davis told BuzzFeed on Monday night he was a source for the story, claiming that President Trump had personal prior knowledge of a controversial Trump Tower meeting with the Russians, a story the Cohen camp has since repudiated. Mr. Davis said, I made a mistake. And there's a whole story on it. I won't read you the whole story, but it's right there. Uh, Washington Times, you can read it for yourself. Uh, WashingtonTimes.com, the story on Lanny Davis and CNN. All right, 924 here at DWS. We'll continue with more. More phone calls, open line. We've had three different topics already. If you have a topic you want to bring up, you can certainly do that. And uh, we're working our way through a Tuesday, quick hour today, back in a moment. Welcome back. Penny for your thoughts. 78 degrees, 927. Yes, thank you, Bob, for mentioning uh, Terry Cole Sr., uh, passed away. His obituary is in the paper today, although details are unavailable yet. Uh, incomplete at Walker Funeral Services in Chapel, 704 North 4th Street. Uh, Terry, of course, involved over at the University of Illinois as an athlete, uh, administration over there, and uh, was a friend of our late friend uh, Tony Clemens. But, uh, boy, I'm really sorry to hear about that. But uh, Terry Cole Sr., yes, Bob did mention that, and I double-checked the obituary today, and it is in there, but no details yet on uh, funeral services. So sorry to hear that. 928 here at DWS, 356-9397 is how you can uh, join us on the phone lines. Uh, just before the news headlines here, I want to mention the Beef House, Covington, Indiana. I talk about the Beef House all the time because it's been a while since I've been there now, though, and i got to get back uh, over there. Um, I've been let's see, a couple times this summer already, but, you know, I need to go more often than that even because <laughs> I enjoy it so much. But uh, the Beef House menu featuring everything from 8 to 20-ounce ribeyes, polite to petite to extra-large filet mignon, New York strip, that's my favorite, or chopped sirloin with grilled onions. Maybe you prefer pork. You can do one or two pork chops or barbecue boneless chicken breast, three-piece pan-fried chicken dinner like the kind mom or grandma used to make. Maybe seafood is more your style. It's not mine, but maybe it's yours. The Beef House menu features everything from grilled halibut to shrimp to sea scallops, king crab legs, lots of great sides, baked potato. I get it with lots of butter. I probably should cut down my butter intake a little bit, but it's easy to overdo it, right? Don't forget the Beef House rolls served hot and fresh at your table with butter, apple butter, strawberry jam. They were a a finalist in the People's Choice that we all voted on earlier this summer. And Bob and Bonnie Wright will take great care of you. So make sure you say hello. Uh, Bob, when you come in there, sometimes he's just tucked away in his little office there just around uh, the corner when you go to uh, get in line by the salad bar. So just wave at him, say hi. He'll say hi back. He's a good guy. All right, right before the news, here's Bobby. Good morning, Bobby. Hey, good morning, Brian. Yeah, I remember when Jim Turpin was uh, was uh, the... the uh, well, he was on the radio at that time. Yeah. I remember telling him we need a lot more discussion on race and, and ethnicity. And uh, I think we need so we can get a better understanding of racism 
and people have different cultures. But uh, but since since uh, I believe God, God Almighty allowed Donald Trump to be president of the United States, I truly believe he allowed it to happen. God either allow or arrange anything that goes on in the world for his purpose. And I think his purpose is to to reveal wickedness, uh, to reveal sin, wickedness and hate and all this. And uh, Donald Trump is really doing that, doing a pretty good job of it. And Brian, what I'd like to ask you, you don't have to answer it. It's just a matter of a principle of thought. Do you think that uh, people, any any person, black or white, vote for Trump, is he considered racist? Any person that voted for Trump? Yeah, anybody that voted for Trump. No, I don't. For the second time, I mean, for the second time. Oh, for the second time? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think there's there's a wide range of people that vote for anybody. I mean, there's a variety of reasons. I mean, there's too many people in the country. What is it, 300 million people? There's there's too many people voting for one thing. So. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. Like 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 for the for the gun, uh, the Second Amendment. Yeah, there's, there's all kinds of, of issues. That vote hey. on one for the gun. Yeah. The, uh, hey, Bobby, I I don't know how old you are. Do you remember what happened 55 years ago today? No, no, I don't tell me. Yeah, Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech today. Oh yeah, he got he, he was assassinated by uh, a gun. Yeah, later on, yeah, but uh, yeah, he gave that. We're going to relive that in a few minutes, okay? Thank you, sir. A penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk fourteen hundred WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Email talk at wdws dot com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357. Brian Barnhart, back on Penny for Your Thoughts. Glad to be with you today, wherever you might be uh, listening. You can uh, join us verbally on the phones, the old-fashioned way, of course, 356-9397. You can email us, talk at wdws.com. That's been around a little longer. And then you can text us. That's even newer at uh, 3515357. Variety of ways to do it. I think people used to mail in their comments, right? And we'd send them a penny back. <laughs> it's what it used to be. But hey, uh, we've, we've moved along. But we can still, I suppose you can still do that. Uh, 938. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, an earlier gentleman uh, called in and said he's. He agrees that these these hearings should be closed, and I I just don't see how anybody can uh, you know hold that position. What what is there about behind closed doors that's going to shed sunlight on a on an issue? Um, it you know Trey Gowdy, you know he he come on and said they were not going to have these hearings open because of the circus created by the the Democrats. Why in the world wouldn't a conservative on the other side want to have open hearings and allow 
the other side to make fools out of himself and, and create a circus. But on one hand, it seems like we have James Comey coming on uh, TV and listing a whole bunch of crimes, I guess, if you will, that Hillary Clinton committed, but then said, you know, no, no reasonable uh, prosecutor would, would charge her. And on the other hand, we have our, our elected officials coming on TV and saying, yeah, uh, she did this, she did that, she did this, she did that, and nothing ever happens. What's the difference between James Comey saying that there's no crimes and our uh, elected officials never doing anything about it? Here we go again. It seemed like there was Lois Lerner, Benghazi, Fast and Furious, Clinton emails, and there's, there's, never, there's never any accountability. One, and I'll, just one more thing. Yeah, sure. Um, Strzok said that the POTUS, President of the United States, wanted to be kept apprised of everything. I, maybe I missed something, but I've never heard anybody ask him, um, how did he know that? How did he know POTUS wanted to be kept apprised of everything? Was he kept apprised? Who kept him apprised? And how was he kept apprised? How... And this is really a conspiracy on my side, but it just seems like these closed hearings hmm. are keeping the Obama name out of the loop. Why, why isn't he in the loop? Um, but anyway, again, I um, uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate your show, and uh, thank you. All right. Hey, Dave, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. Yeah. Very good. 941. Uh, there's a text in. So there's a way to fight city council, move out of Champaign. Uh, says Bobby drives me nuts. Uh, talk about racist. Uh, not only that, he is ignorant. Bobby is like a some African Americans to see racism everywhere, yet they choose to ignore their overriding problem that seventy percent of African American children are born out of wedlock. Talking about the breakdown of families. Laws prohibit unequal opportunity because of race. Racism is shunned by a vast majority of Americans. Is there personal racism? Yes, but uh, this gentleman, uh, Bill, says institutional, no. Speaking of all that uh, and the races getting together and talking, uh, Martin Luther King, on this day, 55 years ago, August 28th, 1963, you may remember this if you're of a certain age. I have a dream. That one day, this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood because I have a dream my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character I have a dream And as you know, I do a lot of public speaking, and not only what he was talking about, and all, there's a lot more to the speech, that was just a minute, but just the way he delivered speeches. 
and the cadence and his timing. I mean, they, he was really, really good at it. I mean, I just from a public speaking standpoint, I'm just always impressed by his delivery and his oratory and um, how he said what he said and how he said it. I mean, I'm, I'm always I'm always interested in what people say, but I'm also interested because of what I do for a living in how they present it, how they say it. And I just I just think he was really, really good. Just sounds good, too. Uh, John, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. How you doing? Good. Uh, good, good. Um, I don't know. It seems like we can't put everybody in jail, okay, number one. We need to stop the rhetoric and pull this country together. We're falling apart. And I just, I mean, you know, yesterday morning I watched, uh, I was in Indianapolis, and I just happened to watch all of this rhetoric the reporters from Fox News everywhere trying to get President Trump to say something about John McCain. He wouldn't. You know, then the, the, the pre-decor situation of the uh, flag not being uh, half-staffed and all this. You know, this is nonsense. John McCain gave his life not only to the American people, but he served his country. And, and that's, I don't understand President Trump. And I really don't understand the veterans that voted for Trump in a situation like this. This man was a draft dodger five times. But the thing that got me the most is, I'm glad some of the veterans stood up and said, this is unacceptable, and a lot of the Republicans and Democrats said the same thing. John McCain deserved to be honored. He really does. Yeah, it did did come across, uh, regardless of how it happened, um, it just came across as kind of petty. You know, I mean, it, it really yeah, wasn't. It was. I mean, and, and and you know, we we in the country, we as a society, I mean, we're very. When it comes to someone passing, I mean, we'll stand hours outside to spend two minutes with a family member of someone we know because we respect that person and, right. and and their lives. That's that's who we are. And I just um, I just thought it was you know whether he was being petty or he just missed an opportunity. Now he kind of he said more yesterday and last night a little more personally but you know but to me and Ivanka Trump had a really good statement that she made and I'm thinking right. man you should have taken that statement down the down the hall to your father and and used that one because she was very gracious and that's you know that's that's the way we are and we should be so I just felt like with all this rhetoric he was no better as he was choosing to call Kaepernick disrespect the uh, flag and the anthem which it wasn't he definitely re- disrespected John McCain as a hero. He really did. And, the, you know, one of the big things is having Ivanka there. That is his heartbeat. Not those two sons. He need, They need her there to keep him under control. Now, when he's behind the podium, out and about, he's going to be a clown. But as long as he's in that White House and conference, she's right there to, to just, in case, he needs that spool of duct tape. Yeah. You hey, know, that was embarrassing yesterday. Hey, Take John, care, Brian. thanks for the call. i got to run to a break real quick. Back to with Carl and Bill after this on Penny for Your Thoughts. Penny for Your Thoughts, 949 here at DWS. A couple of other things happened on this day, too. This is the day of the uh, 1968 convention up in Chicago. If you were around then, you remember that. Police and anti-war demonstrators clashing in the streets of Chicago. And then several years later on this day, they 
Democrats nominated Bill Clinton for a second term at their national convention in Chicago. I remember they were talking at the time in 96 about, huh, remember last time we were here, (laughs) all that happened in 68, and much quieter in 1996. And uh, this is also the day that New Orleans uh, mayor, Ray Nagin, ordered everyone in the city to evacuate. I think he was a little too late, or at least uh, a lot of the uh, city officials were slow in getting things organized. I think the governor of Louisiana was in a position, I think the the, pres- the Bush administration had offered some help, and they were kind of dragging their feet. I've read a lot of the inside story on that, and they were dragging their feet on making a decision because the president could not order things to happen without the consent of the governor, and the governor, uh, there was all kinds of uh, blame to go around there in that situation. But uh, anyway, that was, what was that? Oh, Five, right? 13 years ago. All right, to the phones we go. And uh, let's see here. Uh, 81 degrees, 951. Hi, Carl. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. I'm afraid this is a little lighter than some of the stuff oh. you've been no, it's, talking about. Don't be afraid of that. I'm always good with that. Uh, I just wanted, wanted to mention last Friday, Michael Kaiser was saying how the Cubs should be, uh, Cub fans should be sweating over the Cardinals. Since that time, the Cardinals have lost a game and a half in the standings. <laughs> now, if he wants me to sweat, his team needs to gain ground, not lose it. Okay. <laughs> Good point, Carl. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they've picked up a little ground, and uh, the Cubs have in the last uh, few days. Cause they're, how many they've won now in a row? Six? Uh, six in a row, six yeah. Six in a row, okay. Well, I yeah. and I, I think um, just thinking of the moves the Cubs have made, the move that may get them the World Series is the one with Murphy, I think. Well, I think the Cole Hamill thing is and That's 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 important. big, too. Yeah, that's big, too. Oh, you're right. All right. So, hey, th- thanks, yeah. Carl. Okay, Thanks bye. for tra- straightening Michael out. 9.52. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, we have... A text in says, while driving in the country on Sunday, I saw 20 or more black woolly worms. They were crawling out of the fields. There were so many, I possibly ran over a few. Have a good day. So there are woolly worms out there already. See, I thought that was more of a September thing, but I guess we're close enough to it. And another text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. They've been protesting McCain on the football field for two years, that uh, text in. Uh, Bill, good morning at 9.52. Morning, Brian. I didn't call about this, but I'll get to my second point as quick as I can. But uh, John McCain was a hero. I didn't like him. He's a grouchy old guy. I didn't like his politics. And I thought he uh, sold us out when he voted to keep Obamacare. And I didn't like the fact that he sent people to England to get the dossier that was never proven against the president. And I think John should uh, follow his own vice. And uh, this this man is our president. We need to support him. I heard that for eight years. But what I called is uh, it's going to be interesting for the hearing for Kavanaugh. They're going to ask, Democrats going to ask him about his position and his rulings on surveilling American citizens uh, for security. Mm-hmm. And if I were him, I would just say, well, if I was a FISA court judge, I wouldn't give a... Uh, FISA court warrant on a fake dossier without asking, uh, is it true? Have you verified it? Where did you get it? Who are you going to surveil, and who do you expect that person to contact, and who will be involved in that? I mean, they just 
they use Carter Page to survey the Trump campaign, and and the Democrats are all for it, and now they're telling us that they're going to get on Kavanaugh about surveilling Americans. Well, they, they're going to... That's yeah. going to be interesting. Well, yeah, they've they're, the Democrats' plan with Kavanaugh is they, they, they're not going to be able to stop his nomination, but they're going to throw... And this is what you know will happen in these kind of things anymore, is they're going to throw roadblocks in on various issues. Rand Paul has been very big on the surveillance thing. He's been on his own, the senator from Kentucky. Uh, so that may be a, a chance to kind of get him into the conversation to make him waver on his support. It's all designed with a strategy. Mm-hmm. So One more thing, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, if President Trump had come out and had a really glowing speech about John McCain, he would have been criticized as a hypocrite. Every, you know, That's obvious. If he would have come out and, oh, what a great loss, you know, all this. After all the trouble those two have had, yeah. he would look like a hypocrite. Well, but, a hypocrite, but, but, and the Democrats would have pointed it out. Well, he may have, but I think that would have been even if that were the case. I think that's the, what that's what you do, you know, because I think most people expect that, you know. Well, a lot of war heroes die every day, so yeah. I mean, you can't you can't uh, kiss yeah. all their butts. So. No, but if you're the president, I mean, that's uh, when someone of that stature dies, regardless of your differences with him, you. You know, you praise him, and uh, that's just the way Americans are in general. And uh, so that's, I just think he, you know, either missed the opportunity or he was being petty or whatever it was. It just didn't look good is what I'm saying. Just didn't want to be a hypocrite. Maybe so, but (laughs) all right. Thanks, Bill. All right, thanks, Brian. 955. Uh, Let's see here. Let's take a quick break. Back with more after this on Penny. All right, this is also the anniversary as we uh, wrap it up here, approach 10 o'clock on the money after the news at 10, the anniversary of the Emmett Till story, the black teenager from Chicago abducted from his uncle's Mississippi home and killed by two white men. Uh, That was from 1955. You can look that story up. Uh, Also, a couple of texts here. How about when Justice Scalia died? We heard all the hatred spewed from the left even during his funeral. People were saying they have a right to their feelings. I don't want to hear people complaining. I'm tired of it. He's our president. Get over it. And one final thought here in the final seconds. Brian, we need to hold these woolly worms folks accountable. Come spring, let's do a winter report and see if it's as bad as they predicted. Ha, says Dave. (laughs) All right, thanks for being with me. Appreciate it. Talk to you tomorrow on Penny. Justice Steigman, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.